Hey, English got charge, man, man, guys. There's that turn of phrase that he uses there at the start. Sorry, sorry, I just need to hear this again. So then you go on the kanya kanya, and then we just check what that turn of phrase is. Gilding the lily. Huh? <laughs> we seem to be gilding the lily. Uh, I'm going to find what that term means. Gilding the lily. Um, yo, 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 yo. Oh, okay. Gild the to to gild the lily. Um, now we must think about the context. To gild the lily is to try to improve what is already beautiful or excellent. So I think the judge is suggesting that the process followed thus far is one that is excellent, and uh, what uh, advocate Zandi Lemshololo, uh, you know, um, and her team are trying to do is to effectively now, you know, I mean, trying to fix into Nagalanga. But Perabeopula and so on, and uh, that is to gild the lily. Hey, as fast food in South Africa, so zoof. 24 minutes it is after 8 p.m. As I said, Tomar Piketty yesterday uh, speaking at a platform uh, celebrating the uh, centenary of the University of the Witwatersrand, my own alma mater, and um, I guess a space where I uh, continue to um, you know do some teaching work as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, perfect opportunity to reflect on South African inequality and I guess uh, some of the policy implications of, uh, um, you know, how um, economic policy and the political economy in South Africa have unfolded and very interesting contributions there from, uh, uh, you know, the economic advisor to the president, Trudy Makaya, uh, you know, Vitz uh, uh, faculty members and also uh, members of the Presidential Economic Advisory Council, I think Kenneth Krima um, and Liberty Mnube as well, were respondents to what Tomar Piketty shared in a discussion that was uh, very well chaired uh, by uh, Professor Dory Posel. Uh, all of them, of course, uh, members of the staff, except for Trudy Makaya, I understand, members of staff at the School of Economics and Finance out at the University of the Witwatersrand. So you can go check that out maybe on um, the Wits platforms there if you missed that discussion. Uh, had the fortune of uh, catching some of it uh, prior to our show yesterday. But take a listen to this, some of what Tomar Piketty had to say yesterday. Okay. Uh, abrupt end there to that particular clip. We're going to take a brief break now. When we come back, uh, we uh, go into our SMME exchange with the National Empowerment Fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, in driver maybe. Why wanna only now in the fan taxi, which is is more kind of it takes a mat whereby they give uh taxi to to owners abanama abanum sabins, maybe abana abanum sabins. Like for example, Paulty, you have a slot as a driver. You have a slot, it's your own slot, maybe you have a slot in Uber, it's your own slot. And then uh, the money that you generate every week or every day, you give to somebody who owns the car. Why don't they maybe uh, come on board to Uber and Bolt? Maybe I can get a proper answer on that. Uber and Bolt. Then they 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 give cars to to our driver, our slots, our driver, our profile. Then imoto is also part of life. Now go go. I need to travel a slow to the profile. Why interfere now? Like English colleague, why healing? I don't know. Um, yeah, it might be worth, I guess, bringing in the um, 
the uh, folk from the e-hailing platforms. I actually don't know why why that would not be the case. Um, but I think, look, in many ways, um, there's a big story to be said, I guess, about organization within the taxi sector. Uh, entry into the sector. So we join Anjani Society, your association on what basis and so on. All of these big thorny matters uh, that certainly need to be dealt with. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think we, we fix it in, you know, in, in one day. But I think there's something to be said about, uh, you know, how that is dealt with. And uh, yeah, maybe some innovation there being suggested by uh, the uh, listener and uh, saying, look, uh, you then give people slots. Uh, I'm not sure if, if even the slots would work and um, the technology behind how that would work. Um, but I think all of that coming through from uh, frustrations that people have about how saturated that market is and the difficulties that they have insofar as that is concerned. It's the SMME Exchange here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, yeah, September is tourism month. And South Africa is still, uh, I guess, South African tourism sector still recovering after the devastation wrought on it by COVID-19. Uh, tonight, we ask ourselves in our SMME exchange, you might have a tourism product, you might be a guide, you might have a B&B or accommodation or leisure spot uh, where you're trying to attract tourist arrivals. Uh, how do you access the kind of support that might give you the working capital or expansion capital that can take your business from one stage to the next? Tonight, we take a look at the Tourism Transformation Fund a collaboration between the Department of Tourism uh, alongside the National Empowerment Fund, joined on the line from the NEF by Cornelius Mjuli, who's a Strategic Investment Associate at the Strategic Projects Fund. Cornelius, good evening and welcome. Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah. You move, Cornelius Mzluli, I hope we have you on a much better line. Good evening. Let's hope it is a much better line. Good evening to you, Ayabonga, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Yeah, Pile Yeah, Thank you very much for joining us. Cornelius, uh, tonight I want us to talk about the Tourism Transformation Fund. Um, now, I don't, I'm not sure, is this, is this the same as the Tourism Equity Fund, which uh, was subject to a lot of court challenges and a lot of issues around 2020? I think um, maybe just to start off with, uh, this is a, a bit of a separate uh, fund. Okay. And uh, maybe just to talk to it, what exactly is it? Um, it, it, um, it, it uh, you know, um, a relationship that has been formed by the National Empowerment Fund with the Department of Tourism, where we came together and the Department of Tourism has provided some funds that can be utilized to fund businesses that are in the tourism sector where both the NEF and the, and the tourism department go 50-50 in those transactions. I think that is a fund that is existing, it's a fund that is managed by the NEF for and on behalf of the Department of Tourism. So it is a separate fund. Mm, mm. And, and the intention, I guess the, the thinking behind this particular fund and uh, ideally also who it's aiming at targeting? So the, the fund was formed specifically to, to, to target uh, the, tourism, the, the, the tourism sector to assist new, uh, the generation of new black-owned tourism enterprises to get into the sector itself. So with the realization of the sector remaining untransformed, as we have seen over the years, and it is actually 
um, a thing that is still existing now. Uh, the fund was formed to uh, to assist our black entrepreneurs to get into the into the sector. That is what we are doing. What kind of things do you fund? What kind of businesses do we fund? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. What kind of activities in the tourism value chain do you fund? Oh, okay. So we we um I think maybe in the in the broad um um scheme of things we fund any kind of business that is in the tourism um uh, sector. We fund uh, hotels. We fund um, uh, businesses that are in the, in the entertainment uh, sector. We fund businesses that are in the uh, basically anything that is in the tourism sector. We do fund. I don't think there is any kind of exclusion. Um, we have funded uh, in the tourism sector. Um, I mean, in this case, we are actually talking game lodges, even attraction sites, and we. Uh, I mean, uh, tour operator. Uh, we, we fund all of those. And um, I mean the the fund size. The fund size. Yes, yes. So, so, yeah, so so if oh. I come to you, and I'm yes. a tourist, uh, you know, tour guide, or I run a B and B, what is the minimum amount you will fund me for? So before I answer that, we have been provided over the years. I mean, this is a relationship that started in 2018 up until now, and uh, in fact, we 20 million rand to to fund, and in that uh, 120 million rand, we are actually funding businesses uh, individually. We go up to a uh, five million rand uh, that they can get access to on 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 the grant fund itself. But if the business needs more money, we do fund from the NEF side, and we actually um, structure those deals in whatever form that uh, is required by that specific um, application be it uh, debt funding or equity funding. Mm. They, yeah, so the grant funding itself is assisting uh, the, the entrepreneurs you know, as a contribution to equity, if you want to look at it like that. So, so in a sense, I mean, just by your suggestion there of the kind of instruments you use, both equity and debt funding, you yes. would also fund somebody who might want to acquire an existing company in the tourism sector or acquire a stake in it, you know, and maybe get 51% ownership and so on? So, in uh, this specific one, uh, Ayabonga, does not cover the acquisition, okay? I see, okay. Uh, we actually funding expansion. We are funding, um, um, you know, um, uh, um, uh, operating costs. We are funding working capital. We are funding expansions of those businesses. And we have seen a whole range of them that we have done but that's basically, that's basically what we confine ourselves to in this specific fund. But I'm sure in the future, the Department of Tourism would be looking into how we can structure the acquisition into this fund, and it is a conversation that is ongoing. I'm hoping that uh, pretty soon we can resolve that. Why should I come to you? Why can't, why why can't I just go to a bank? Um, you're coming to, well, the bank, certainly the bank is not going to give you a grant. Okay, that's okay, number one. Sure. So you get a grant from us because of this very relationship that we have with the Department of Tourism. Uh, but as well, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves as um, 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 an institution that is looking for a little bit more than what you get from a bank. I mean, certainly we are um, uh, specifically assisting black entrepreneurs and black businesses. I mean, um, banks don't, do not even talk that language. That's the language that we speak as a, a DFI, uh, and a DFI that has been set up to specifically assist in that 
uh, regard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, many people might be asking themselves the question, okay, so I get the funding, how long do I have to pay it back in instances uh, where we're talking about the component that isn't the grant? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that it's clear that the grant is a grant. So yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, no, the grant is there, but I mean, <laughs> if I come and I want yeah. a million, you might give me maybe 250000 as the grant, and then I might yeah. have to pay back the 750000 you know? Of course, um, yeah. And so, firstly, maybe it's not uh, it's on a fifty-fifty basis. So, if you come in with a, a million rand, you'll be lucky to actually get the entire five hundred rand, okay. um, five hundred thousand, and uh, the remaining five hundred thousand coming from the NEF. Sure. Now, in terms of how long you would have to take to um, repay the NEF facility, you know, we do projections. You know, every deal is looked at on its own merit, and we do projections. We stress test those cash flows to see. How long can the business actually? Um, uh, aff- I mean, how long can the business afford to carry that uh, that um, facility? Um, I mean, if it's two years, it is two years. If it's three years, it is three years. So we, we structure it the way it, 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 it needs to be structured. So there is no one deal that is the same as the next. But you know what is popular is actually loans that go up to sort of five years. You know, we also do not want to go too long if we are not funding a very long-term asset, like, for instance, a property, you know. Um, so you see when we are funding operating costs, for instance, that would be a shorter uh, a kind of, a shorter-term kind of facility, but then depending on the kind of asset funding, we structure it um, as and how it needs to be structured. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, I mean, the other element that I think many of our listeners would be interested in, any scope in uh, the administration of this fund for financial intermediaries so somebody who might be a funder with their own pipeline or a micro funder who says look i operate in the space i know of a few people you know can i you know uh, uh, generate a book for yourselves or is this just yourselves as the naf the strategic projects fund straight to the entrepreneur we go straight to the entrepreneur unfortunately we do not um, Why do you say and, unfortunately? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, because you asked the question, you know. Okay, uh, sure, Because sure, I guess sure. uh, that is probably what um, some people would expect. Yes, NF indeed, to, yeah. Know, to a huge sum of money to somebody that manage. I mean, as it is, we have, to, we have been given funds to manage ourselves. So that's what we do. So we, we look at every entrepreneur and every business on own needs and we fund like that. However, and that. Every now and again, we do get visits from uh, those type of people who actually uh, manage businesses for other people. But then when we do our due diligence, we do the due diligence on an entrepreneur as well as on that specific business on its own. We don't actually rely or depend on what another um, third party has actually done. We actually do the due diligence ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, some insights you've learned, I mean, as you've administered this, uh, because I'm also quite interested, I guess, in sort of the type of firms you funded, what you've learned about those firms in a sector, which I might add, because, I mean, this is why even the Tourism Equity Fund landed up in the courts. Um, mm-hmm. There was a seeming predominance of white players, even in the small business segment of, mm-hmm. the, of the tourism sector. What are you learning mm-hmm. as the NEF, I mean, in your funding of tourism product and service providers uh, over the last while since you've administered this fund? I think um, one of the biggest uh, lessons that we have learned is not a very easy uh, sector to get into. Um, it has got um, 
Uh, I mean, we know, you know, historically it has been white dominated. I think uh, that is a truth that we cannot run away from, and uh, that's the reason why um, this um, uh, uh, this facility has actually been created to make sure that we change the structure and form of the industry. Um, what I think what we, what what we have learned is that we, as the NEF and any other institution that is involved in the sector, we need to be a little bit more involved. Uh, over and above providing of financial um, assistance, you know. I mean, the NEF, we've got a department that actually assists um, these entrepreneurs to build um, financial incentives to, 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 to create uh, business that are actually, you know, uh, good enough to be able to be presented to any uh, financial institutions to fund. But I think we have learned that we need to... Uh, and exercise. We need to be more involved than just giving financial assistance and giving it a debt. You know, over and above, you know, after we had actually given financial assistance, we also have a post-monitoring um, a department that actually assists entrepreneurs that don't have skills in, say, accounting or legal matters. If there are legal matters that are required, we make sure that our, our entrepreneurs are actually linked up with people that have skills to assist them with those uh, uh, needs. Mm. It's a difficult market. I mean, one would think it's seasonal. Margins maybe aren't as good unless you are in certain segments of it. Um, I mean, to an entrepreneur who's listening to us now, what what message, if any, would you have? Um, Darren, think, um, yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, I want to actually speak to how difficult the market is. Mm. Um, I think may, I may add. Uh, you know, in the advent of COVID. I mean, I don't even have to tell you how hard this industry has um, uh, taken a hit. Um, you know, just today, actually, I have just landed from uh, one of our um, uh, um, uh, projects in, in Bumalanga. Um, you know, just to see the numbers that were reported for uh, the period during COVID compared to what we are seeing now, we actually see a very good picture of what COVID has actually done to the industry. Mm. Having said that, though, uh, we are seeing things turning in terms of, um, you know, the tourism itself, you know, local tourists actually uh, uh, taking up time to visit um, the tourist destinations in South Africa, and we are seeing the industry, um, uh, you know, grow. Now, what's, what's the message that we can give to our um, uh, entrepreneurs out there. You know, today, probably this is the time to come in. Any mm. kind of industry and any kind of business, you want to get in at a time when it is low because no one is expecting it to stay low. Very soon, we're going to be seeing an influx of uh, foreign visitors coming into the country wanting to see our sites, um, wanting to uh, stay at our hotels. We want to make sure that we are ready. So this is probably the time that we need to get in and make sure that these facilities are ready and they're receptive to uh, the international visitors when they get ready to come to. Mm, mm. And I guess, I mean, which was close to my next question, the outlook, uh, your own expectations as a funder, I mean, you're funding the underlying businesses in this space, your expectations uh, by way of the tourism outlook and uh, I guess in particular anticipation of tourism arrivals. I think, um, look, we, we, we place a lot of dependence, obviously, on what uh, the economists around the country say about the outlook of various industries that we're involved in, and, and, and just like we do when we look at the tourism sector. So the outlook that we are seeing now is that that says uh, we have probably seen, um, one would say, the worst um, over the COVID um, uh, uh, period, 
but I think things are, are coming up. Um, you know, when you go into the tourism um, uh, website, you will actually see the projections going forward. You know, today mm. we are expecting that the local tourism is going to take up and we are expecting that in the very near future, you will actually start seeing, I mean, going into the uh, peak season now, you are going to see um, a lot of um, uptake in, in, in the tourism sector as a whole, not just one specific thing, but just as a whole, it should go up. Um, look, how much is that is, is going to go up by? We really, really don't know, because I mean, there's a whole lot of other sectors. The petrol price is what it's doing, putting a big dent to people's pockets, um, you know, people are very choosy in terms of what um, it is that they want to get involved yeah. in. And, um, yeah, you know, people are very calculating in terms of what they do. But people, again, uh, you know, they, they are bent out. You know, they just want to get out and actually do something. So we see a season that is uh, really um, uh, taking up. Sure. Um, let's see how sustainable it is. Okay. Hold the line there for me for a bit uh, uh, because we have one of our listeners who sent us a voice note. Take a listen to this. What? Good evening, good evening, Ayabong. I hope sure, we're random for it. This is Tumzam Pilope Gardens. Yeah, Ayabong, the funds that are allocated by NEF um, it sounds like a good initiative. I hope everyone who qualifies in that criteria can take the opportunity not for granted and apply. But the there's a problem, Ayabonga, with situation like this, like when there's funds like this, you know, people who talk on radio, they always sound so friendly, Bona, then they give all out the information, but the people who are involved when the application processes begin, they're not helpful as the way the people that you guys invite on radio are explaining. Mm. I so wish people can just enough can just get enough help but assist you through the process of application because that's the problems is nazo. because you find out people they don't understand ayabonga obuti entrepreneurship like he is the is the engine of the economic sure, growth sure. of south africa sure tumza yeah, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, I mean, uh, we couldn't finish off that voice note, but I think Tumza's point is well made. Uh, you guys sound a lot better and a lot less daunting on radio than when entrepreneurs have to go and knock at your door. Just a brief response. Um, and thanks for that. Um, I think um, um, where do I start this um, Our doors are always open. We are working, you know, I said to you, as we're working almost 24 hours a day, okay. you know, just to try and assist our entrepreneurs. And that's exactly what we do. That's what um, that's sure. the name of the game where we are. Um, I think. Um, okay, I sent the saw. I sent the saw. Pram Lul, mm. hold the line there for me. We're gonna take a quick spot break, and then when we come back, I'll allow you to conclude right. your response. Yeah, Babum Luli, please conclude. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so what, are, what the line I was taking was to say. You know, when we are presented with a solid business proposition mm. um, at the NEF, um, we, we go all out to make sure that um, we give as much assistance as um, uh, that business propo- uh, proposition requires. And like I said earlier to you, we, we also have departments that make sure that our entrepreneurs are assisted in areas where we find that perhaps those business proposi- propositions need more assistance. Those departments are there. 
Um, now, uh, in terms of uh, you know the people that come through and they feel they do not get the assistance that um, 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 is, is required, um, I'm, I'm not really sure because I mean, like I said, you know, our doors are always open. We always receive people now that we've already we've started going back to the office. Uh, we we having meetings, we having calls. We, I mean, these days we even give our cell phone numbers and uh, stuff. But I won't give it now on the on the on the, on the no, line. Please, please, but, please uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we we are there. We are there to assist our people. And um, like I say, we've got a lot of success stories. Um, we've got a lot of people that would come through and say, actually, we have received a lot of assistance from uh, an institution that the NF. Um, you know, it is unfortunate that every now and again we do get um, um, the comments such as what we, we, we are getting now. Mm. But like I said, you know, people must just reach out. They must just reach out to us and uh, let's see how we can assist them. Cornelius Mzoli, thank you very much for your time. I thank you and I thank your listeners. Have a good evening, Ayabonga. Cornelius Mzoli is a strategic investment associate at the Strategic Projects Fund of the National Empowerment Fund.